Revital Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 154. In today's topic, we're going to be talking about loneliness in motherhood and the loss of identity that comes with it. Um, so we're going to keep it. We had a, a recent episode about like keeping it real, real. So this is kind of like a continuation of that. We're going to keep it real, real in like all aspects that come with the motherhood and everything that it brings with it, the joy and sometimes the not so good times. But, and those are the things that sometimes we're afraid to talk about. So before we go into that topic, I'm going to check in with my girls here con Ceci e Irene. ¿Cómo se encuentran chicas ahora? Bien, este, algo con flojera. I was telling you guys off record that no dormí bien. You know, sick kids tend to do that to you, especially at this age. Pero bien, um... Yo también como con dolor de garganta, with the rising cases, ya no se sabe, pero aquí, you know, aquí showing up and um, excited to have this conversation with you too. Excited too. I got my cafecito from Starbucks. I was starving right before this, so I ran to Starbucks, ordered ahead. So I feel, I got Salud. my monster fuel. Salud. Vero's <laughs> showing me her. Salud, I feel left Ceci, out. Ceci, always the health guru among us with a big old thing of water. I love you, Ceci. Thank you. I In another life, I'm going to have better water habits just like Ceci. Les te voy a regalar un, un a perfect plug. face like Vero. De, so, de esos, este, the ones that say, um, like, you know, how much water you have to go Girl, for I have like four of those. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one of those before Kourtney Kardashian said it was cool to get one of those. And I was like, girl, this? don't work with me. It don't work with me. No, 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 cierto. I, I don't like talking things that are not real. I'm pretty good about water. It just has to have like flavoring. So I always add like those like, like non sweet. Yeah. I can chug like iced tea, like crazy. Yeah. Like water okay. by itself. I don't know what my resistance is, but I can take them back. You know what's so trippy? Um, I didn't drink soda before. Like I had quit soda years ago. And then um, Otto and I happened, right? Like we like got pregnant, all that stuff. And after we had Gali, I started introducing ginger ale back into my like drinking habits. And then from there, Sprite. And then from there, Coca-Cola. Auto drinks Diet Coke all the time. But I've noticed the difference in my skin, in my mood now that I drink that. But before it was like iced tea and preferably with no sugar. So iced tea and a lot of water. But I, I've noticed the difference of when we don't, when I don't have that right water intake. It is ridiculous. My mood is, my mood is kind of like. Crazy. Yes. And then my skin. Yeah, yo también. My skin. I think I noticed it in my hair, my skin. For sure, mood, but I think for me, it's my diet too. Like, if my diet's not good, I yeah. put it in my skin. So I'm like, oh, yeah. don't. Mm. As soon as it starts to, mm -mm, mm -hmm. I change up what I'm eating always when I cut mm -hmm. out like fatty or sugar. Cause I don't, I usually have a lot of sugar free stuff in my coffee. I notice it in my skin too. Damn, old ass ladies. We're talking about motherhood. We're talking about. <laughs> all right, Rukas. All, all right, veteranas. All right, Rukas. Well, it. yeah, it kind of ties a little bit into like our loneliness and the, like, you know, motherhood <laughs> y lo que comemos y lo que hacemos, you know, different. In our lonely hour, we think about our skincare. What do we eat? <laughs> Before this, we were talking about chorro for keeping it super. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But I won't, I won't say who had the episode. Mm -mm. She said water mm -mm. under her I butt. Say, I won't say me. Mm -mm. <laughs> but it was me. Okay. But. Oh, no, Beto. <laughs> 
No, but we're talking about motherhood. We and need I just to got add to the mystery, Vettel. We need to add to the mystery. I'm getting the bathroom. No, 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 um, no, we were talking about like just motherhood and the things that come with it. Like right now I'm, I'm in the process of becoming a mother once again with baby number four. And you know, it's the, the realities of being pregnant later in life, or, I mean, I'm only 40, so I don't think consider myself like super old, but just the things that come with it, like the, the pregnancies and the things that, you know, the, the ailments that can come with just being pregnant. And I, with my first three kids, I was fine didn't have any issues. I think with the, my blood pressure usually goes up during labor, but other than that, like I don't have any issues. And today I got the news that I have gestational hypertension. So, you know, it's like getting the news. And right now, like really, they ask you to just come by yourself to your set, to your meetings, your meetings, <laughs> your, my sessions with my doctor. <laughs> Your doctor visits. My doctor visits. Thank you. My appointments. And then I have pregnancy brain, right? And then regular mom brain. So these are all realities, guys. Like, I feel like we get dumber. And I've talked about this before in our other episodes. Like, with every child I've had, I felt like I feel, I have felt dumber because the brain fog. So that's another reality of it. Um, so, yeah. So I got this news. And I'm like, what the hell? What, what does that mean? And the doctor's like, well, typically when you have gestational hypertension, we'll have to take the baby out. But you're still really early. Like, it's still 32 weeks. You're only at 32 weeks. So we're going to let you stick and monitor you until 37 weeks. And at that point, we can induce you. And if the baby doesn't come, then we would have to go ahead and, you know, take the baby out by all means necessary. So I'm a little nervous about that because we've also talked about taking breaks. Y como que no. A veces we don't do that. <laughs> we don't take the breaks. We don't take the moment to relax. As I walked out the office yesterday before I went back today for my follow-up, my doctor goes, the doctor goes, calm thoughts, like calm thoughts. Because immediately after I was like, okay, I'm done. What do I have to do next? Gotta have to get to swim, you know, que no sé qué. So you have to like, you always constantly have something in the back of your mind. And if you thought it was hard when you were trying to multitask as a single young woman doing getting doing the damn thing, just imagine trying to be that same independent, you know, multitasking female while being a mom and trying to get things done for yourself plus a little army of kids, right? Or your child. Because sometimes you can have one and it's still challenging because we're all different and we all experience different things in motherhood. But I feel that... Um, for me, it's been a very unique experience. Like I mentioned this before, like motherhood for me really came at a moment where I thought I was no longer, I was like not going to be a mom and I was going to be a cool tia for life. And I was okay with that. And then surprise came Gali. But then my life had really changed significantly right after that. I had Gali and then soon after we got pregnant with number two, which was Joaquincito. And then soon after with Archie and now with number four. And within that time period, you know, my baby daddy went from co-parent to boyfriend to now my husband. So not only did I learn, start learning how to be a mom, but I had to learn how to be a partner, a wife. And it all came at me at the same damn time. Yo, I'm like, how the fuck do I handle all of this? So like who I was like completely got thrown out the window and me figuring out who I was once again was very challenging. Just because I'm like, well, I'm not that professional anymore. I'm not that friend, that girl that could be anywhere she wanted at any time. And just, you know, 
I could be there. Let me buy a ticket. Let me fly across, you know, across the country. And it's cool. Let's go hang out. I couldn't be that friend that could just show up at things and like, hey, surprise. I was, there was so many parts of me, like, I can't go on those long camping trips or the long runs or the trails, like get lost in the trails. And when I go hiking, it became very much like, boom, that's not who you are anymore. And I believe I shared in the podcast before that, like I ended up getting a coach and it was like, hey, you just need to embrace that. That change does happen for you. It was super sudden. It happened really fast. And we need to learn how to, like, if, if where you are in your life, we have to take a moment and just, like, really evaluate it. And for me, as I did that, I realized I have everything I've always wanted. You know, I, I have the partner I wanted, the husband I wanted. I have the children that I always longed for that I thought I wouldn't become a mom. I have, I'm in business with two of my greatest friends. I get to work with women one-on-one, -on -one, like by co with coaching. I have all these things. I have a beautiful home that maybe it's not neat and organized as I would want it to be, but that's out the window. And we'll talk about <laughs> the other parts of motherhood that we let go of. But I started evaluating all these things. I'm like, you know, these are all checking out the boxes of things I wanted for myself in this moment in time. And I was like, can I just accept it, embrace it, and really like, like just relish the moment that I've got what I've, that I got what I wanted and be like super grateful and thankful. And I think that's the most challenging part because we get lost in everything else we don't have anymore. And that identity of who I was, you know, five years ago has definitely changed. And I am a different woman, but now I have to accommodate for that woman that I have become and show her grace. I'm like, girl, it's okay. We're going to get there. But I have become the woman that five years ago I wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? That's beautiful. What made you get a coach? Fred? I, I love that. Yeah. What made you go for it? What made me go for it? Mm -hmm. um, I think as coaches, like we learned that we're like, okay, we can kind of like therapists, right? I can like walk myself through things and, and that, but I felt like I really wanted, I have great friends and I feel that sometimes we're like, there's certain things that you're just like, I know what my friends are going to tell me because they know me at a different level. I need to hear from someone that does not know me again, sincerely give me an unbiased opinion and just be like, it sounds like bullshit. Like how I talk to my clients, you know, and how we talk to ourselves, like, Hey, you smiling, but I know there's something up. what's up. Your eyes are telling me something else. And it's like, I needed someone to just be like, keep it real. And, um, and like, I always say, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> so I needed to just ask for help outside. And I did reach out for help. And it was one of those, the good, the best things I did, because it was kind of like a, Things that I knew I should do, it was more like, then what were you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Go for it. And that's, it was kind of like having a me tell me, someone that's a coach to kind of guide me through it and being like, and it's okay. You don't have it, have to have it all together. You don't, you're figuring it out and I'm here for you and I will facilitate that process for you. So let's break it down. You know, if I, if I had a brain fart and I couldn't like really do things, she's like, okay, step back. What do you think is the most, what takes priority here? What's more important? And at the end of the day, I learned how to prioritize myself again. And that's where I think I needed it. I needed it the most. Where it's like, I know I am a mom. I know I'm a wife. I know I'm a daughter. But who am I overall? And it's what I needed. And that's what pushed me to get to reach out for my coach. So any woman that's out there, even coaches get coaches, girl. Trust me. <laughs> like we all need yeah. a little nudge. Yep. And in motherhood, you girls know, you girls know that in motherhood, it's, it's lonely AF. And we recently were talking about this with our guilt-free squad 
that, and it sucks because sometimes, you know, we want to, we have clients that are feeling this way and we want to tell them like, we've all been there. And it's hard sometimes to share with our clients like, hey, we, I've been there. I know I'm still going through that. It is shitty. It is lonely, but it will get better. And I don't know if there's coaches out there that prefer not to share that with their clients because they might be like, well, then why are you my coach? You know, <laughs> like the thing is that our experience is what helps these women understand that it's okay. And even though things are really hard right now, they do get better. They do. And we just have to work through them. So that's the part where we have to really find the courage to put ourselves in those moments of like working through things. But yeah, for me, it was reaching out to a coach, really getting it together and all that. Have you ladies considered ever doing that? Well, before we started Level of Latina and um, when, I mean, and, and I think I've talked about it in the podcast before uh, where when that, that year that I was kind of in limbo and feeling stressed and feeling it in my gut where I felt like I was missing now on, you know, my girls, um, you know, their, their growth. And I just felt like I was like getting home and like not seeing them, like seeing them for a little bit. And then it was like going to sleep. And I just felt like a nanny's raising my kids. Um, and I'm not, you know, feeling fulfilled in my job. And I'm just like dreading, like driving them in the morning. And I, I remember speaking to one of the partners at the law firm and he said, why don't you talk to a coach? Why don't you, you know, seek guidance in a coach? And fortunately I found a, a, a Latino coach who ha happened to be a lawyer too. You know, it's different because men, women, and then, you know, he, he wasn't a dad, but still we had a lot of uh, uh, similarities and working through him. That's how I decided like, Hey, you know what? I am ready to take this break from practicing law because I can't continue this way. I, you know, it was a profession and the work that I was doing that I loved and I felt passionate about. And now I'm not, and now I'm feeling guilty for having someone else raise my kids. Uh, but I didn't know, like, I didn't know who to talk to about that. I didn't know how to go about it. And then I felt, uh, guilty still because I was the breadwinner at that time. My husband had a stipend through his uh, graduate studies so that I felt like maybe we, I'm like, I have to continue working. And I just felt like we, we had, I had to, you know, just push through, push through. Um, and then finally, you know, we made the decision, we had money saved up and then, Se presentó la oportunidad, right, de irnos a México y todo eso. So it just, it worked out. Um, anyway, to to go back to your question, like, that's why, that's why I reached out and I felt like I needed that guidance, I needed that push and that accountability and someone to talk things through and see them through, you know, someone else's perspective and um, having that accountability, accountability partner at that point was, you know, very, very, very helpful to me. I've had a lot of coaches too. I think several in my career. I've joined a lot of cohorts. That was my jam because I often felt lonely at career steps where I felt like I didn't have anyone in my circle that I felt could relate to what I was going through. So I joined a lot of cohorts and then I've had specialized coaching in business and then I've had freaking fitness coaches. Like I'm all about it. I think it's good to get you unstuck. And I actually love coaching. I actually find that I love it. I love having my sessions. I had a few, several few this week and I love, love, love it. But I think I was resistive again because I felt as though I was always the receiver of the lessons and I liked being coached and I liked, I'm real coachable in terms of my ego. I may appear to have ego in a lot of spaces, but in one space that I'm actually humble is that I have always wanted to be coachable. And I learned that in my early twenties when I was an insurance salesman and we were in our little MLM cult that some people would consider it. 
And one of the biggest lessons I learned there is like, we don't have all the answers and the answers are outside of us. And sometimes we're stuck in our ways or we're raised a certain way. And I always was open to someone. Um, I, I'll chime in, Vettel, uh, because you were saying some earlier that sometimes um, you think, you know, coaches might not want to share like their own experience or like, I've been through that. I've done that. Um, I think it's important to share it with, with our clients and, and so that they can see and they can feel like um, that they relate. Just last night, I was talking to one of my clients and we were talking about um, meditation. You know, she, she shared that, you know what, meditation has, doesn't really work for me. I can only do it for ten, up to 10 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, me too. Yeah. Me too. I can only do it for 10 minutes because then my mind starts like, you know, just thinking of other things. And I guess because our minds um, are at peace and cleared up, like that's when ideas start coming up. And I I've, have I've found myself where I'm, you know, según meditating and like, me acuerdo de algo, like, oh my God, I want to do this or um, I, an idea about like a pot, me ha pasado that an idea about the podcast, uh, pops into my brain and I don't want to forget it when I'm done with meditation. So I pause it and, um, you know, write it down. Um, and anyway, I'm just sharing this because like, I think it's important that, you know, I know it's a little different than the original topic, but again, as coaches and with our clients, it's important to share, uh, our similarities so that they can relate and see like, we've had that experience too so let's work together let's share those experiences and i think it just um it just uh results in a great session and um in in that good um rapport with your client so i was saying that in my life i've had a lot of specialized coaches i've used that for my career primarily when i felt lonely so i joined a lot of cohorts i've really come into my own i've enjoyed coaching i've enjoyed the dent that i'm making i think that my clients stay which is a great example of doing a good job they tend to want to stay there long-standing, which has shown me that something that I believed was not true based on my results. So that's been really cool, me coming into the other side of being a coach. But I've definitely had a lot of coaches in fitness, in work, in marriage, those in the form of therapists with marriage therapy. And then recently, I went back to therapy and I thought that was really transformative. I think Level Up Latina was something that really helped me want to involve myself more in therapy because the conversations that we have here, the guests that we have here, the professionals that we have here. I was being interviewed for something unrelated and they said, what's your favorite topic that you've ever done on the podcast? And, and the person was like, and I'm asking you on purpose as hard as hell. It's like asking you who your favorite kid is. I was like, ah. So then I just went with the episode of like, well, we've had therapists and that propelled me to get therapy. Like, that's really cool. So I liked that, but I think loneliness can be combated through those things. Having a coach, having a crew. So it doesn't have to be a one-on-one -on -one coach. If it's not fitting your life, it could be a cohort of women. It could be a support group. Shit, it could be like Facebook. It could be a group on Facebook. It's virtual. I know it's not the same, but if you're alone, I feel that you need like another group of women, even for them to say like, it's okay, or this is how I cope today. Or like when Veto shares her stories of motherhood, like I see myself 10, 15 years ago, and I for sure went at motherhood alone in a lot of respects. My siblings were a lot older. Their kids were older. My friends didn't have kids. So my finances weren't tight. So there was a lot of reasons why motherhood was actually really lonely for me. But I didn't realize that until after. So that's kind of cool. And <laughs> that same interview I mentioned earlier, I talked about lonely. Kind of cool. I didn't realize it's later, you know, <laughs> or else it would have been a really shitty situation. <laughs> I think I would have been depressed. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think I would have been sad. I think I would have been, I'm glad that I didn't feel, maybe my husband made me feel like I wasn't lonely. I also like, I'm like in me. So like I'm super social. So I never stopped being social. I actually feel like I was still social through having kids and inviting people and like La Guandera and the instigator and having fun. I mean, I remember being, 
30 and having two kids and being on a yacht with Nadia and half naked bartenders and not wanting to have a pregnancy test because I might be pregnant again and I wanted to drink that night. So funny enough, I feel I wasn't lonely because it was a combination of being probably young, dumb and stupid too when I was having kids because I had my kids young. So now looking back though, when it was hard, I didn't have anybody to turn to. And when it was stressful, it was like me and Diego trying to pull it off. And I did have help, which was cool. But that doesn't combat the friendliness that's loneliness, you know, because that conversation with guilt-free squad went from like loneliness to having help to like having a maid. And I was like, I had a maid. I was trying to help my marriage too by having a maid. So man, loneliness can lead to a lot of different issues because suddenly that was like, don't focus on the wrong. When you're lonely, you start to like be mad about everything. And maybe you do focus on the wrong. So oh, back shit, in those yeah. days, I mm -hmm. probably wasn't feeling lonely, but I was taking it on other things like overwhelm work trying to build my career trying to fix this marriage that financially wasn't strong like it was a lot of struggles and i think i was alone in my struggles but not alone in my social life so tip of the day tip of the day just because you feel like you have a social life and a lot of friends around you does not mean that you're not going through a lonely phase you may not even know during the phase that you're lonely. You may only be able to look back on it and be like, wow, I was isolated or I was doing my own thing or I wasn't reaching out when I could have for me. Like, am I okay? And I think this generation with social media, at least we do that right. There's a lot more about taking care of yourself, having a village, speaking up when your mental health is not all there. When I was having kids in my 20s, 15 years ago, mental health wasn't a big conversation. So just reach out right now, observe where you are, observe how you're handling loneliness in your life. And maybe you'll come to the epiphany that you do have it and you need that support. You know, it's funny that you said like the social part of us, you and I are, well, let's are some social beings. I feel like they're very like, I, I, I want to say I'm an energy vampire. Like I feed off of people's energy too. Like I'm already like hyped. And then you get me around people and it's like, oh, olvídate, ya la fiesta continua. And then my, my fiesta goes until two. And then like, for example, Alisa fiesta goes until like five in the morning. So her energy is a little bit different. <laughs> yes. But, um, right now with the pandemic, we've had to kind of sacrifice that socializing. Right. And I think for me, that was a big hit. That was a big hit. And I think one of the conversations that started with Guilfrey squad was because also like, you know, the one client, she's like, I just need to speak up to someone. And she mentioned, Hey, I feel, I just feel lonely. I, I also had a major move. You know, she had like, she relocated her family, you know, and she's the main breadwinner in their family. She, they, you know, her and her husband do have a business together, but the, the, the key thing that helps them do that is the fact that she has this awesome job. Right. And, and she moved because it was such a great opportunity. It was like the best thing they could do. And they had talked about moving to Southern California, but with the pandemic, with the move, with all these changes, it was still like, ah, it was so much. And she's just like, the loneliness took, oh, like she reminded herself, like it somehow came back up. Like you're going through all this by yourself because we still do have emotions, right? We still have these, I, these thoughts. And sometimes our partners, like I was saying, don't ever really assume with your partners that they know what you're going through, that they know what you've been through, that they know any, any little aspect that it's, um, that can really, make a significant impact on how you're currently doing and dealing with things right now. So I was like, over communicate, you know, in this case, like I know that, you know, that our husbands want to provide for us. They want to do these things for us, but there's times where we're like, Hey, I just need you to do this. And, and over communicating, like, this is what I need. And this is why I just need your support with this. And this is why. And sometimes we feel like they know, don't assume. 
just share it, share it anyway and be like, hey, I might yeah. have told you this before, pero me siento así. Y tal vez esto me está causando, because I've happened, that's happened to me before, growing up it was like this, and maybe you don't understand it, but I need you to really learn how to listen to me and just give me what I'm, what I need from you now. And we can work through it together. And that's challenging because sometimes like, you know, we, we don't want to be vulnerable. We want to remain be like seeming super strong and that we've got it all together, but really that can go out the window because we all have hard times. And we just, it's, and I, that's why I'm like over communicating is even better than sitting there and being calladita. Cause it's like saying like, Oh, you know, I'll just be here quiet and deal with it. But it doesn't work that way, man. It's going to mess with your mind. It's going to mess with how you feel. It's going to mess. It's going to really make you feel and wonder like, has every decision I've made thus far the right decision? And you start doubting yourself. But when there's a simple solution of over communicating and really just letting that person that's in your life that provides that support for you or help part of that support to, to be at least understand and get there to help bring you out of what you need, especially when you don't have friends around. Yeah, that's a good tip, Vero, because I, I find myself that I often have to remind myself, or Luis has to remind myself, Julie, ¿por qué no dices? Or ¿por qué no? I'm like, I don't know, because I think in my head, I'm just so wrapped up in doing, you know, X, Y, and Z that I don't think to communicate, hey, can you help me with this until it's kind of, it's too late or I'm super frustrated at him or at the girls. Uh, he's like, ¿por qué no dices? Or say this or like, hey, I'm tired. Can I'm like, I don't know. I just, I me siento como maybe invisible, ¿cómo se dice? In invincible yeah you got it yeah and uh but not that i'm not thinking that way i'm just like okay i got this i got this i got this and um i don't speak it so i have to like remind myself i have to have him remind me to to ask for help or do this thing i mean um earlier this year or maybe it was since december actually um you know he took it upon himself to ask our nanny slash cleaning lady she was coming once a month but He's like, you know what? I know you're going through a lot. You have a lot on your plate right now with work, your business, and, you know, taking care of your mom. Like, I'm going to ask her to come once a week. I'm going to ask her to come once a week. You know, I checked out our budget. We can afford it. Let's do it. And that has been a lifesaver. You know, yo no se lo pedí, uh, but I'm so thankful that he's done it because that I know that the day she's going to come, I know that que va a quedar la casa super, you know, picked up and clean and neat and I know in a day or two con las niñas, pues va a estar igual, but just knowing that, that I don't have to stress out about like cleaning this, cleaning that. Um, I'm particular about my bathrooms. I know um, I, we, <laughs> we were talking about like, oh my God, but I've, I've learned to like let that go because si no, you know, I'm, I, you know, I just, I just, I can't, I can't, you know, clean before she comes or clean after. It's just like, okay, it's, está limpio el baño. Um, the whole house is clean and I'm thankful for that. So, um, anyway, all to, all to say is that, yeah, sometimes it's hard to communicate with your partner or not hard, but maybe just like, you're not thinking about it. And I don't know what gets in our mind, in my mind that why didn't I think about that? Why didn't I say that? Or why didn't I bring it up when I was feeling that way? And I think it's because of the way we're brought up and maybe because we saw our own mothers like just handling it all and some somewhere inside it's like our little brain working and saying like you got this I know no necesitas ayuda you can you know you can handle it and um I think it's important for us to have those conversations for with our partners and 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 step out of that um that you know that upbringing um it's hard but 
poco a poquito. I have the opposite problem. I talk too much. I've talked too much my whole life. I overshare, I overcommunicate, but I'm sure that has to do with my upbringing, feeling kind of invisible in a crazy chaotic life. But um, and being the baby of six and like eight people total, like, is it that? So um, through the years, I've learned to actually communicate in a different way and say less with a lot of facets of my life, my husband, my work, you, my partners, just period, just sit back and try to choose the most intentional words or the best time to say what I need to say. Because if I don't communicate, because I am an overshare and an overcommunicator, and I got to like throw up all my feelings and words, I will then resent the shit out of people or be victimized. Like I'm the victim, they're the bad guys. So that's not going to help. So I love in your example, Sissy, that your husband knew what to do and you didn't even have to ask for it. And I think that's like the magical magical place that a lot of marriages get to that I think is really awesome. You learn to also communicate with each other. That isn't a way of just drain and problems and more miscommunication. Like one example of that is Diego was replenishing our water. He likes to go get a lot of water jugs refilled. My whole family does not have the aversion to water that I do. And we go through a lot of water and Diego put all of the big old jugs into the back of the car and he didn't get it done that day. And I'm like, he has forgotten about this water. I don't know what these kids are drinking. And I guess he had had some spare water somewhere. Uh, he knows himself, but the jugs were annoying me as I drove. It could click, 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 click. And then my chairs that are in the back were in the yard and they're getting sun and do the dogs are chewing on them. And I'm purposely going along with the story. But I sat in my car, maybe like the fifth day that I'm driving around with these huge water jugs that are just banging around everywhere in my car that I primarily drive. And I'm like, instead of calling him and making him feel bad about it, instead of guilting him, instead of nagging him, instead of like indirectly telling him, I'm going to try something different today. And lately I've been doing stuff like that that's different. And I think it goes a long way because less is more. And so I was on my way back from school, dropping off the kid. I knew he didn't have a meeting. So I just called him like, hey, babe, you want to go to quick errand with me? Sure. He jumps in the car. He has no idea where I'm going. And I like drove him to the water spot. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to do this. Yeah. He goes, funny <laughs> enough, honey. I, I went yeah. Monday. I went Monday, but I went to the special place where they clean the inside of them. But it was closed. Um, but my man is my man. Like, that didn't mean like figure it out. Yeah. He was like, let's just leave it for another seven days, you know? And I'm yeah. like me, where it's like, otra vez con esta madre. So we <laughs> operate different. Like, I operate kind of in the now. He operates in the I'll get to it. And maybe it takes two weeks. But instead of communicating about that gap, which for many years I did communicate about that gap and how we're different. Just meet him where he is. He meets where, meets me where I am. Like there's such a gap there. And sometimes communication can't fix it. You just keep having that gap. So try other strategies. And in that case, I just acted in the moment, unemotional. And he may have not taken it bad, but I was like, don't want to ask them about this. Sometimes when you tell people, why has this been here so long? Like that can offend them. Like you get older and I think you start to realize like proper communication. I'm like yeah. I just offer to take them. Like, yeah. Anyway, it comes with practice, but I communicate less. <laughs> I think we're going to say, so I ended up just filling them up myself. That used to be me, but then I resent the shit out of someone. Yeah. Like yeah. that was me for many no, years. Yeah. Diego loves those stories. Diego loves telling the stories of like, I took three weeks to buy a Christmas tree. So Irene just went and bought it by herself. And he loves that. <laughs> he loves that, that, that that's his wife, that if he takes forever, I'll just jump in for him. But through the years, I've also noticed like he's a man. And I'm a woman and we have to stand our own too. And I'm just not going to clean it up for you. So I like that that has evolved in me too. It's so trippy. Like you women dated your husbands, right? You did that. Like, you guys dated your husband. You guys understood each other. Like, or I started understanding your communication styles kind of right. Like to a certain level that you're like, I want to marry this person or I want to have children with this person. 
That wasn't the case for me. <laughs> that was not the case for me. Y yo a veces pongo a pensar, qué pendeja, porque andaba allí de buscando marido y el hombre ni me decía caso. You know, like, you, you know, you, you just wonder. So anyway, you know, we, we get together, we have a family, we, we become, you know, a husband and wife and we have a home. Pero esos, like those little issues, like that you thought that would typically will come up while you're dating or you're, you know, starting your, the beginnings of your relationship. Those are the things that we're going through right now. And that is where you're like, okay, we're fucking married now. Like this is, we have a family. We need to communicate. Like, what do you need? And like, I mean, and I'm going to be honest, like for the most part, our relationship's really, really great. But there are those parts where like, he definitely operates different than I do. And um, although he might say he's a planner, I don't see the planning. I think the planning comes only with him. Like in his mind, what he needs to do, what he has to get accomplished. And sometimes it takes time for these men to go away from thinking of the independent them to me as a family. And same for the women. Like when we're used to being alone on our own, like we just get things done. We just get things done. And then we're doing things and doing things, doing things. And like Ceci said, like I'll handle it. I got this. And then it's now too much stuff to handle but we don't want to fucking say it because they're like, pues que van a pensar, que va a pensar mi marido. He knows that I'm a toughie. He knows that I'm a tough cookie and that I can handle this shit. But the thing is like, you know, <laughs> it changes. And in my case, people could say, well, pa que chingados tiene santo plebe? You know, why are you having so many kids? But I'll tell <laughs> you, like, you, you do what you want with your family, right? Yeah, yeah. If you choose to have one child, great. And sometimes one child is too much for some people. And I get it. You can choose to have two so that they have siblings. You can choose to have three. In our case, we're going for number four. And everyone's like, what were you thinking? You know, and I'm getting that from my family. Like, oh, pero como lo vas a hacer? Tanto chiquitos todos. I'm like, I get it. But this is something that we're willing to do. Is it challenging? Yes. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that it's added more to the workload. And not even in the sense of like the laundry. Yes, I, mean, I, said, I sent you guys a picture on the Guilfrey Squad page. That thing takes me like a day and a half cuando me propongo. Oh, but it's girl. there for weeks. Okay. <laughs> like, una, una semana. Like, yeah, but it's there for weeks. Like, and I'll fold it and then it's still there because I, I don't have time again, right, to put it away. But at least now we have it structured. The thing is that it's hard when you really want relationships to work. And I think um, Irene, you brought it up in the conversation. Like, marriage is hard, marriage is work. And even then, like, friendships are hard, friendships are work. If you're not married and you listen to this, even that is work because like I had a friend that was going to dump me. And I think I shared that in our, in an old, old podcast, but she was like, you know, she broke, shattered her wrist. And then I made a joke. And then throughout that time, I didn't see her because I was busy with work and I didn't get to see her, but I assumed she was okay. And she was being, you know, people were checking in on her. I end up seeing her take her to lunch and she's like, where were you? I needed and my little. friend. Did she, was she a mom at mm -hmm. that time? Yeah. And she was a mom. And loneliness. Good detail. Keep telling the story, please. She was a mom. I wasn't yet. I was single. And she was like, I needed my friend. You like you, she's like, you don't understand how much joy you bring into my life. You don't understand how much I care about you as a friend. And I'm going to get emotional, but it's so true. And it's you important. Voy a chillar. Because now I understand it. Like when all my friends were moms, I had no idea what they were going through. You know, I don't want to bother. I don't want to bother them. They're busy. They're busy. They're busy. 
But now I'm like, fuck, where are my single friends at? Bother me, llamenme, you know, pregunten que onda. And it sucks. So I'm like, I felt so bad. She was like, I was so close to not wanting to be your friend anymore. And I'm so glad that we had that conversation because I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I assumed that you were okay. And the thing is that we need to make sure that we're there as the single friends that are still living life doing the max and check in on those women that, you know, they were still those fun women, those outgoing women that still have so much to share and so much to do with life. Like your life is not over becoming a mom. Your life is not over because you're married. Things change, but it doesn't mean you're not you. So anyway, that should be another thing. Reach that out was beautiful. Me. That was beautiful, Vero. Like that was the best part of this entire episode so far. Like chills, truth, vulnerability, honesty. Like beautiful to hear that like your friendship came to the table and you rose to the occasion. And you're, I give it up to her for being honest. And as a mom, I bet she felt it was a tough time and she needed her friends. So thank you for sharing that. That was like very, very beautiful, very real, very honest and raw. And if you're listening to this and you're one of Vettel's single friends, she expects you to put her in her calendar this week. So call her, <laughs> text her. If you're listening to this and you're not one of Vettel's friends, send her soup. <laughs> um, send her money. She'll accept gift cards. Um, and, you know, Amazon is a preference. But I'll mention my cash app at the end. Money makes you less lonely. Uh, money pays for loneliness in ways that we don't realize. You know, with this conversation went in many circles. I'm being funny now, but the relationship we're talking about, don't get it twisted. Like your relationships and struggles there make you feel lonely as a mom because you're battling like your relationship and your spouse and getting it together mm -hmm. and your identity. And a lot of moms are the default parent. We haven't even gotten yep. started. We haven't even mm -hmm. gone down that road, but especially mm -hmm. in our culture, but in many cultures, like moms know where everything is. Moms are just the freaking default for everything. And unless you got a man that's willing to rise to the occasion and help you, like that's why we talked about husbands too, but I wanted to wrap that up. Like it takes two people. So you're not so lonely in the mom yeah. role and like you're momming him around and that's some BS. The other thing that better brought up friends, 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 friends with kids, friends without kids. Like they're a factor here and you can get your support from your friends. And I have a lot of clients. Oh my gosh. I have a lot of clients that like tell me how they miss their friends that have kids and they want them back and they're feeling a void and the reverse. I have clients that have kids and like, I miss my single friends and I want that back. So there's a lot of identity crisis going on. There's so much of that going on right now. Everybody misses the old dynamic and pre kids with kids, the new husband, the old husband, like the, point is that if you are feeling lonely and you need a correct course like don't sit with it like figure it out like is it your friends you miss is it your spouse you miss because the truth of the matter is you your your best friend could be your spouse but you get into this rhythm where it's like what's that saying there's like two cell boats passing in the night two ships passing in the night when people are just like roommates and there's like no love oh no yeah nothing. that's a funny yeah. thing but you're like can you bring I a little like tugboat over here can you bring <laughs> my tugboat passes your yacht in the platicamos, viejo. <laughs> so the truth is like what is it that's making you lonely maybe you miss your family like part of the reason i went to therapy is i realized that like I was close to my family, but they were kind of a mess. And then I kind of distanced myself from my family because of the mess. And then I was reconciling that like, well, you know, like I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like maybe there's some relationships that I can improve and better and better myself. And my relationship with my mom is like completely different because of it. Like maybe you're lonely because you miss your people. Maybe you need your mommy. Like what is it and what coach or therapist can help you find it? I said all that to tie all this episode together to tell you that this is all still about loneliness and motherhood. Si no sufrían, ya lo saben. 
See, see, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's lonely. I know, I know the past two weeks have been tough. Like, yo me entrado en mi depre, and I've noticed it because of the way I'm eating. Uh, I haven't been exercising, and I'm in that funk right now. Um, you know, with, I'm, I'm, we're not going to get into it, but with, what happened with Texas, and then my grandmother passing, como que I'm, me siento en that funk. Um, so, yeah, and I was like, you know, when we were talking about this, Uh, episode um or talking about this episode it's like oh i miss my friends and i was like so looking forward to like coming in a couple weeks and like just seeing that um or seeing friends and seeing you guys in person uh so i'm like craving that so much i'm also craving date night um we've been so busy that we haven't i don't think yeah may we didn't have a date night and then this month doesn't look like we're gonna have an opportunity to get get it in get it in but Oh, they get it in all right. Oh, they get it in all right. They're not lonely in that department. Don't spread the wrong rumor. Don't spread the wrong rumor. I know, right? <laughs> But yeah, so I missed that. I'm like, oh man, I was like, you know, I don't know. That's how my, I'm in that funk right now. I need to like snap out of it. But I'm also going to give myself grace and be okay with that. And, you know, hopefully just like, you know, this week can kind of get out of that, that funk. Thank you for sharing that, Ceci. I love you. I feel like you and I are on opposite wavelengths. We got to get on the same wavelength. I know we do. But I've been we eating do. good. I've been working out. I've been feeling good. I've been my, when I eat better and I am on my P's and Q's of the things that make my body feel better, my creativity flows, my leadership flows. And it's like, we got to get in sync. We got to get in sync with our periods. Las tres. Imagine. Sí. Finding your flow. Watch out. Finding your, finding your flow. Latina worldwide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Open wide, love. Oh, no, I mean, sorry, worldwide. <laughs> Dang, this, why is this show, like, always borderline pornography or phone sex? Like, there's, you know, I I wonder if we're going to have one episode where I don't have to click the little explicit. That's who, that's who we are. We're not lonely in that sense. I meant to, like, open wide your eyes, okay? To yeah, be aware. Right. I, I saw your face. I saw you drool a little. I know. <laughs> Oh, crave, cuando dijo Ceci, craving friend time, I was like, pero I think we should share before we end the episode that unfortunately we do have to cancel our event, not cancel, postpone <laughs> our event I know. on June 12th because of COVID. We have an unfortunate COVID um, situation at the venue where we're supposed to be hosting our event. And um, we hope everyone there is okay. And, and, and we hope I'm sending them, you know, lots of love and ojalá todos, todos se recuperen bien and that we can reset the date for later in the summer. Um, so if you're hearing this, we will be sharing, you know, we want to make sure that if you were looking into coming to our event, you know, we will be postponing it. We'll be setting a new date pretty soon to have everyone come out and join our three-year celebration for our anniversary of being in, business as three first generation Latinas. I mean, I love the fact that we are women that other women can reach out to that are first gen going through the experiences we went through and having someone to turn to and talk about whether it comes to, whether it's about personal life, you know, mommyhood, non-mommyhood, non-mommyhood, my accent comes out to professional, you know, and uh, leadership development. And um, so we hope to bring out a new date for you guys. But if you have um, purchased a ticket for our event, we will hold that for you. And we will honor that rate for the next, what is it, 30 to 60 days? 60 days, right? I think it's like 90, 60, 90 days. So your ticket is still, you know, valid for then. And um, we'll have a new date out soon. Pero con eso, chicas y chicos, whoever's listening, we thank you all for tuning in.
if anybody does want a refund, like we would honor that, of course. Let us know if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, oh, you know what? Actually, no, I'm leaving the country for good. You know, we will, of course, refund you. <laughs> We're only holding it for those that, uh, that are actually coming to our rescheduled date. Again, no later than the next quarter, hopefully. But um, yeah, we're bummed. But also send us your ideas like maybe there was a reason that you were on the fence about coming to this event and we don't take offense to that like what do you want the event to include now that we have an opportunity to change and maybe not much but something since we are a little more wide open with our venue having us on pause what do you want to see at this event if you couldn't make it and you're excited and now you're free and you have great ideas for us send them our way i can think of a few people as i'm saying that that i know are really excited about coming but couldn't come to this yeah that's really cool actually for that there's some people that you know yes this mm -hmm. works out and we'll talk to them first see if we can get on their calendar and pick like the perfect <laughs> date so let us know if it's a time of day that you prefer if it's an evening and give us your feedback we are humbly requesting that because we want to make this the best event for you so it's a three-year celebration more than about us and us three women but about just business and togetherness and putting yourself out there and dreaming and going after it so we're celebrating you you're you that are coming like it's about you too and that's why there's giveaways and motivational speakers and this adorable venue there's all this stuff to make it about you and your growth and what you need so it's a celebration for all of us so give us your feedback to make this and we purposely best. made it intimate because we know that you know, everyone with the restrictions, with COVID, with everything happening, that we're a little bit more cautious about being who we're around, who we give our time to, especially since it takes a lot more energy now to connect since we've been lacking it for so long. So we purposely made it intimate to make sure that everyone's good, feels comfortable, feels seen and heard, um, because that's what matters to us. We want to make sure that everyone has a great time, enjoys her a delicious brunch, has a delicious drink has great conversation, can ask questions, can be like, yo, how can you help me out? And win some awesome raffles too, some great stuff. So with that, chicas, chicos, y todos los listeners de Level of Latina Podcast, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, to follow up with our conversation, feel free to always message us or send us an email on social, on the socials, you can find us at Level of Latina. Those are, that's our handle for IG and Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Latina underscore up. You can always, always shoot us an um, email, especially if you have any suggestions for, let's say, the podcast or for the, our event that's going to be postponed for later in the summer, early fall. Um, we will make sure to hear you out and take those suggestions into consideration. And you can email us to admin at leveloflatina.com. If you have any questions about our one-on-one -on -one coaching or guilt-free squad, check it out. You can go to leveloflatina.com. You have all the information there to learn about, like I said, feel free squat, one-on-one -on -one coaching, any of our masterminds. So feel free to jump on there and get any information. And if you would love to promote your business on our podcast, you will find the right information on there as well. So stay tuned. Thank you again for checking in with us. We love you all. And que pasen un buen día. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye, besos.